your source for cruise news and planning. From Royal to Disney, this is Rope Drop on Deck. Welcome aboard to another Rope Drop on Deck. I am Doug McKnight, and I am here with Michelle McKnight. Michelle, this is take two on this podcast. Yeah, take two. So we recorded, you know, Sunday night when we were supposed to, and then Doug didn't get it converted. I, you know, I'm new to this whole podcast thing. Well, so sorry. Time is not unlimited here. So no, here we are again. But this one's going to be better. Is so. it? Yep. Is it? Yeah. All right. Well, we have a great guest for you today to do a trip report. But before we get to that, Apple Podcast Review titled Another Amazing Podcast from the Rope Drop Family, Five Stars by C Squared 642005. I'm guessing that's like June 4th of 2005. Something exciting happened then. I hope he wasn't born. It'd be really young, 17-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. All right. When I got the notification that this podcast dropped, I immediately loaded it up and have loved every second. This is as good, if not better, than regular Rope Drop Radio as you get Michelle all of the time. And I love hearing Michelle's insights as she is the travel agent who booked my fiancés and I's honeymoon Disney cruise which will be our first ever cruise. So this podcast is really helping. So thank you to both Doug and Michelle for this amazing podcast. Lots of exclamation marks. I can't read an exclamation mark, I guess. P.S. We still love you, Derek. <laughs> but yet yeah, not as much as Michelle. So, Oh, jeez, Derek. She's just taking Sorry, shots. Sorry, Derek. She's taking shots. Well, on that note, Michelle, would you like to introduce our guest for today? Sure. We have Sarah from Touring Plans Travel. She is a travel agent with me over there, and um, she just got off of a Royal Caribbean cruise, and she's going to share her experience with us. Awesome. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks. Excited to be here and excited to chat. Again. Chat again. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Again. Listen, it can only be better the second time around. It's like rehearsed. Right. Just keep backing the bus up on me. Yeah. Anywho. All right. So on to the word of the day. The word of the day today on Rope Drop on deck. Number 15 is muster. Michelle. Okay. So the definition from Webster is to cause, to gather, to enroll formally, to call the role of, to bring together, to call forth. That is not what I think of when I hear muster on a ship. But it is because you're all going to one place. Yeah, to be trapped in a theater while the ship sinks. Um, no. But, but mustard drill is different, right? That's, that's yes. a different... Yeah, so a mustard drill, I mean, according to Royal Caribbean, might as well, you know, get their official definition because we're like doing theirs. Royal Caribbean today. A mustard drill is a mandatory safety exercise with the objective to familiarize all guests and crew with the location, parentheses, mustard station, where they are to assemble in the unlikely event of an emergency. Okay. Yeah. So in-person muster drill then means they torture you by making you stand there and wait for everyone to gather. Virtual muster drill is where you gather independently and just find your spot where you're supposed to muster. Yes. Like the the best. Yeah. The best kind. Sarah, did you virtually muster? We virtually mustered. We had to watch a little safety video that lasted about 45 seconds. 
we had to play um, on our phones via the app what the horn sounds like. Mm -hmm. And then we could do all of that while we were waiting to board the ship. And then once we got on the ship, we had a muster station that we had to report to. It took about five minutes. And yet somehow people still managed to botch this and not get it done and make the poor captain announce over and over and over, we can't leave until everyone shows up to their muster station. So friends do this first when, as soon as you get on the ship, just get it over with. So you're not holding up progress. <laughs> yeah. All right. And yet we've still gone back to in-person as well, where they still yell at you if you don't show up as well. So either way, they're going to yell at you. Yeah, if, just if get you, it done. If, if you're not doing your job yeah. of mustering, everybody's got to bring the muster. All right, that was the word of the day. I feel like that was a good one. All right, the cruise news. Royal Caribbean is skimping on some housekeeping. They are taking away the two services of housekeeping and taking it down to one. They started with Quantum of the Seas, and they say after a successful test, they're going to roll this out fleet-wide and take it to just one house cleaning, housekeeping, house cleaning, cabin cleaning a day. Thoughts? I'm not. That doesn't that doesn't appease me. I, I need the two. Sarah? Agree. It's two. It's two. And especially oh. if you are in beach locations or have little kids who are messy and crummy and there's sand and all the other stuff. I mean, we were... I, we were just two adults and for sure I appreciated having like clean towels, clean washcloths, stuff I didn't have to ask for or find somebody to get extra things of. Like it just, it's a simple thing. And um, the other thing about it is we're, you know, there's so much pressure about prepaid gratuities and the whole gratuity process. And when you are depleting services, it, but are still expected to pay the same level of gratuities. I, I think a lot of, I personally take issue with that. And I think a lot of other people will too. So I'm interested to see the long-term impacts of that and how it impacts the whole gratuity process, because you can't, um, you can't expect the same and provide less. Yeah, exactly. Expect to provide less. So their thing is they're saying it's more sustainable and it's more in line with current hospitality trends in the industry. So, yeah, Carnival and Norwegian started the trend and they're jumping on board and more sustainable. Yeah, sure, you're using less cleaning products, washing less things. But like you point out, like maintenance of the cabins might decrease a little bit. I don't know, like just wear and tear. You're not keeping it as clean. Sand's going to be everywhere. Yeah, it's just I, I just feel like. You know, you're used to going to a hotel and you get one service a day, but cruising has always been different. So I, I feel like people will just switch lines. Yeah. Yep. And so Be better. That's where we're at right now. It's headed that direction. Uh, Disney celebrity, please hold fast and don't do that. Disney already got rid of the virtual muster drill. They can't do this nonsense too. <laughs> um, Norwegian eventually came out and said, hey, it costs less. They, they just flat out finally said it after but the their gratuities went way up. Yeah. We're going to raise so. the gratuities and we're going to do less. Welcome to Norwegian cruise line. That should just be their motto. That's a good motto. I don't know. What's the motto with you? Anywho. All right, Sarah, let's dive into the actual meat of the show today. And let's start with you giving us some of your cruising background. 
Sure. So um, we cruised when I was growing up. Um, we were like OG Disney Big Red Boat people. Um, for anyone who doesn't know Big Red Boat, that was the Disney Cruise Line before it was Disney Cruise Line. Um, and we also did some Royal Caribbean. Um, I think probably when I was in high school, um, I also remember going on Royal Caribbean when I was in college um, over like a Christmas break or something. Um, and then we sort of went on hiatus. Um, my husband and I went on Royal Caribbean when we were young adults and then um, went on hiatus and then dove back into Disney Cruise Line as a family once we had our son. Um, and then now we are in the semi-empty nester phase where we have a kid who's graduated from high school but is commuting for college, so he's home but rarely home. Um, so now we have a house sitter and a dog sitter, and we can do whatever it is that we want to do. And so we decided it was time for us to take a husband and wife only trip on Royal Caribbean. And so that's what we did last week. Awesome. Awesome. And so tell us what ship you went on and, and how long was it? Sure. So we did Brilliance of the Seas, which is one of Royal Caribbean's older and smaller ships out of Tampa. It was a Western Caribbean itinerary with stops in Cozumel and Grand Cayman. What led you to choose Royal and that destination in that ship? So it was all for selfish reasons. Um, we chose Royal Caribbean because that's what made sense for me from a business perspective as I think about how I want to grow my travel business um, with touring plans. And Royal Caribbean is something that I would like to start um, booking more of, but I felt like I needed to gain some more familiarity before I felt like I could really do a good job for my clients. So that was, we already knew Royal Caribbean was going to be the cruise line that we were going to go with. And then um, we live in sort of rural Ohio, not really close to any airports. So where the port is located is always a factor for us because it needs to be an airport that we can get to quickly on a direct flight as easily as possible. Um, so Tampa is always easy for us. The other easy one is Port Canaveral. But um, if you fly into Orlando, you still have to arrange transportation to Port Canaveral. It's not super close where in Tampa, if you fly into the airport, you can stay pretty much anywhere in the Tampa area and the cruise port is very close as well. So it makes, you know, Ubering and things like that super easy. So that was um, why we selected Tampa. It was easy to get to, easy to navigate. And then um, we selected this itinerary because it was five nights, um, which worked with our schedules um, and kind of how much time we felt like we could be away easily um, at this time of year. Um, and then the ship was by default because it fit all of the other characteristics we were looking for. Awesome. Yeah, I think, and I think that's a really good point. Like basically you, you have to plan around the dates that work for you, you know, the port that's going to work best for you and then, you know, see what fits. You kind of end up yeah. on a ship. Otherwise you yeah. need to kind of start over and change your dates to fit the ship, but you can't have like everything ideal because the ships have set schedules. No, if it was all Lots ideal. Lots of first-time cruisers don't understand that. We'd be doing a different cruise this summer if it was all ideal, right? We would right. pick a slightly different itinerary. Right. But the week that we have allowed us to do Western again instead of Eastern. So that that is what you were doing. Um, have you ever been on this size of cruise ship before with Royal Caribbean? Or, or what were your impressions of the ship? 
Um, so this was a smaller ship, which actually for us was um, something that was appealing um, because it was just the two of us and we didn't have any kids that we needed to worry about entertaining. The things that were important to us were, um, you know, really good food, good activities. Um, and that was really the only thing that was on our list. Like everything else was going to be you know, everything else was going to fall into place. So we did not need to be on an Oasis class or a quantum class ship this time around, because it really, honestly, we were looking to just like gain some knowledge and do some research and enjoy ourselves and relax. And all of those, all of those extras, like rock walls and flow riders would have been wasted on us this trip. So um, it, it worked out. And I honestly can say, like, I'm a big fan of smaller ships. It was so easy to get from point A to point B. I have zero sense of direction. I am lost all the time. And I even could figure this ship out within like a day. I had it down. I knew which way to turn most of the time. It was, I loved it. I really, there's something to be said about a smaller, older ship. And I loved that feeling when we first walked on the ship. It was kind of like a step back in time. Like it took me back to that feeling of when people walked onto a cruise ship, it felt like um, it was almost like a kick back to like the 90s. I think it threw me back to like my own childhood memories of cruising. And I was not mad about it. I loved it. <laughs> awesome. Well, what kind of stateroom were you in? So we were in, our category was called a spacious balcony. So it was actually a room that, and it was just by default that we ended up in that from a pricing perspective and what was available based on location on the ship of sort of where we wanted to be. Um, we hadn't cruised in a while, so we were worried about motion sickness. So I wanted to be, you know, mid ship for sure. Um, and then either a mid or higher um, floor. So that really, um, in, you know, helped us make the decision based on availability. And when we booked the cruise, what was left. Um, so it was more room than what we probably needed for two people. But, um, and it's a stateroom that actually sleeps five. But I will tell you, the minute I walked into that, stateroom. I was like, okay, this is great. There's lots of room to spread out. Closet space is great. Storage space is great. It's fantastic. But there's no way I could sleep five people in this room. Like no way. It was the, okay. It, it technically sleeps five, but practically I would say three, four at the most. And if number three and number four are like younger kids, like it just, no way, no way, no way is that for five people. Not us teams. <laughs> I don't know who designs cruise rooms because they are like they're so small. And when you try to put five people in one room, like, ugh, I don't know how we did it back in the day. It has to be people without children. We are spoiled now and just do two two connecting rooms. because They're teenagers. Oof, like, oof, one yeah. of them's bigger than us. And the <laughs> other one's the same size, basically. And then one isn't. We kept her little. Yeah. Just so she fits in small spaces. So and so you had a, a veranda. Is that a must? We had a veranda. Mm -hmm. It's a balcony. Oh, balcony with royal. royal. Yeah. <laughs> Second time around. Yeah, it's a must. It's, it's a must. Um, it's and it sat, it had just, it wasn't anything like huge. The, the, the spacious part of the descriptor was definitely the size of the room. Not, it did not have like a large veranda, just two chairs and a small table in between, but we loved it. We were out there a lot. We um, got our use out of it. And that's, to me, for us, that's a non-negotiable. I think for me, it helps 
I don't really have problems with motion sickness, but I am worried about it constantly because I don't want something like that to ruin our trip. Um, and so I do everything I can to prevent it. And I think a veranda helps me mentally feel like, okay, as long as I have air moving, I'm probably going to be okay. It's not going to be an issue. So it's a must for us just to prevent any issues. Yeah, we like a veranda. Yeah. Although we were ready to do nine nights inside in Europe. Doug was. I was. I decided about halfway oh. through. There's no way I could do it. So I'm glad we had a technical difficulty. So yeah, we got stuck with veranda. <laughs> got stuck with a veranda. <laughs> Ugh, how horrible. What a cross to bear. Right. <laughs> Somebody has to, I suppose. <laughs> so yeah, the the room sounds great other than it's, you know, five people. That, yeah, I don't know that any state room really should hold the number of people it says it should. Can we move on to the most important thing? Uh, if you think so, yes, so go for food. it. food. How was your dining? What did you do? Upgraded dining, regular dining? Yeah, so we did a mix. So we actually purchased the unlimited dining package, um, again, for research, um, because I wanted to try out all the specialty dining locations and really sort of understand the process and then also understand from a timing perspective, like how to help someone plan their days if they do want to do some specialty dining. So um, we did do the unlimited dining package. We This ship had three specialty dining locations. It had Chops Grill, um, Azumi, but not the hibachi version. Um, and then it also had Giovanni's Table. Um, and we tried all three. We did a dinner at Chops, a dinner at Giovanni's, and lunch at Azumi. All three were fantastic. All three had elevated menus. Um, all three had fantastic service. Like I, nothing bad to say, except one thing I did not anticipate um, ap appropriately was the amount of time that this takes. Like the actual service is um, spread out. Um, I think in an effort to sort of give you that upscale vibe, um, but it was like too slow for us. Like we had stuff to do, places to be, things we wanted to do. And like our chops dinner took almost two hours, which yeah. is fine, I guess, if you are, if that's your thing, but that's not our thing. So um, lessons were learned. Um, and the next um, dinner that we had at Giovanni's, we told them like you can rush us through please don't feel funny about that we're fine with it we skipped dessert like we just and that was much faster like an hour and 10 minutes or so um so just something to keep in mind is that it is going to take a chunk of time to experience those things well, that's good to know and it's nice to know that you can tell your server hey we want to move this along we got activities to get to or yes. I need to go to, I don't know, either or. So I know it's tricky to make these reservations when you buy the package. Explain. Yeah, that. it's really, it's really okay. a backwards system. So if you um, purchase, so you do not have to purchase an unlimited dining package to dine at these locations. You can purchase them through the cruise planner um, and through the Royal Caribbean app. Um, as individual reservations as well. If you just want to go to Chops, you can pre-purchase that. Once you pre-purchase it, you can make a reservation for the date and the time that you want, and it's done. However, if you purchase a dining package, you cannot book your reservations until you are on the ship, which is completely backwards. You would think the priority would go to people who are 
paying upfront for multiple experiences, but that's not how it works. So once we got on the ship, we, I had a little list of all the things that we needed to do as soon as we got on the ship. And that was stop number one. Um, we went and you can go, the way to do it is you just show up at any of the three specialty dining locations, whichever one is easiest for you to get to, and they can make all of your reservations for you. So I had a list. I was prepared. I knew the dates. I knew the times of where we wanted to eat, when we wanted to eat, and made all of those reservations. Um, right, you know, just in one stop. It took less than 10 minutes, um, but it is something you need to do like as soon as you get on board, because if you don't, um, the, I, especially with the larger ships, um, you can run into some challenges with availability. All right. So what other dining did you do like for lunch? Did you hit up the Windjammer or yep. something else? Yep. We, were, we were Windjammer people for most lunches, um, which it's fine. It's a buffet. It's what you think it would be. Nothing more, nothing less. It wasn't a bad experience. I would not say it was a great experience. I think my husband referred to it as like some of this stuff reminds me of hospital food, which is like not necessarily a bad thing because I've had good pot roasts at hospitals before, like whatever, it's fine. Um, they, and then yeah, they also the have. What, was he picking the jello? Is that what it was? There was jello. There was jello. We didn't eat it, but there was jello. <laughs> jello. Um, and it had a wide variety and the, um, the options changed daily. Like some stuff was a constant, but some of their like sort of main dishes and sides would rotate. So it was not the same every single day that you went, which was good. Um, there was extra stuff to pick from and everything was always fresh, warm. They turned over things quickly. It, like it, it was, it was fine. I didn't, I didn't mind the windjammer, but would it be like, um, something high on my list of things that I thought were fantastic? Probably not, but it did what it was supposed to do. Um, and then they also have, um, off of the solarium pool, the park cafe, which is more like a grab and go, um, and the kind of their claim to fame and what they are known for are their like roast beef sandwiches uh, because they slice the meat fresh and it's warm and they have like these really good quality um, buns that they put it on and you can get it with au jus or horseradish like they were really good so that's something else that you can grab either at lunchtime or um, kind of in between if you need a snack to get you through and there were some salads and things like that wraps as well um and then late night, um, that location, Park Cafe, also is where you can get late night pizza if you want it. Um, we did not love the pizza. We tried it, even though we were really hungry. We just wanted to try and check out what kind of pizza it was. It was not great. If you are somebody who wants late night food, um, a good idea might be just to like grab some fruit um, from the Windjammer earlier in the day, take it back to your stateroom, and then that way you have something that you can um, have at night if you feel like you need a snack because the pizza was just meh. It was all right. <laughs> Doug, Doug's panicking here. Kind of. I have to eat fruit on a cruise ship. What? Ugh. Well, whatever. <laughs> and then we were. <laughs> We did the main dining room on the nights that we didn't do specialty dining and absolutely fantastic experience. Royal Caribbean has recently changed their menus to um, a themed rotational menu. So like one night is Caribbean themed, one night is Mexican themed, one night is Italian themed. And they really did that in an effort to streamline processes and move people through quicker in the main dining room, which as you can probably imagine, we're a fan of. Um, 
and we had great food in there. Like it was fantastic. And the service was great um, and moved through quickly. Um, the only kind of challenge that we ran into in the main dining room is we um, had requested a table for two um, only because, and I don't want this to like sound a certain type of way because I actually am a friendly person most of the time, but I just, Michelle can relate to this. We make a lot of small talk in our jobs. We talk to people a lot and I just wanted to not have to make small talk and engage with people um in that way on my vacation so yeah. we had specifically requested a table for two um and when we went to the main dining room we were actually seated at a table for six um and they had to move people around and it felt like it was like a whole thing and it kind of was awkward and then we were sitting at this huge table just the two of us and it i don't know i don't know if it was just like lack of communication we ended up just the two it being just the two of us, but then we were at this huge table. It just felt very weird. I would have much rather been like at a table for actually two people instead of like six or eight or whatever it was. Yeah. I've seen on Royal too, it, when I've been on board, it sure seems like they have more two people tables than Disney because, you know, Disney's like 99% yeah. families. But I agree completely with not wanting to sit by strangers. We've done it a few times. And I mean, we've actually had a fairly good, good, uh, run of yeah single table i just know i my favorites when they take the tables like it was going to be a table for like eight and they like separate it by like a quarter inch so like you know the tablecloth <laughs> in between yeah. like you're at your own table like yeah but they're breathing on me still yeah like if the server can't fit between the tables is it its own table they cannot fit between the tables with the wish. No well, matter the wish what, that's so. that's one table. It's one communal table in the on entire the, <laughs> the whole dining entire room. restaurant. Oh, it's a disaster. No. Anywho, all right, dining sounds good. I'm hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do in port? Um. So we here's where I went wrong and made a mistake. So we sort of had in our minds we wanted everything to be like super loose, like light on the planning, spend lots of time on the ship. And I did not plan any excursions for us at either one of our ports. So in Cozumel, we did get off the ship um, and we just walked around and um, did a little bit of shopping. And that was really kind of the end of it. Um, in hindsight, I really wish that I would have booked us like an all-inclusive beach day excursion or something um, just to get some beach time in. Um, even if we would have only stayed for a few hours, I feel like it probably would have been worth it. Um, but the perk to um, not doing a lot of excursions is that you do get the ship pretty much to yourself. Like we, and we, when we got back on the ship, it was almost empty. Like if you really want some like dialed back pool time where you don't have to jockey for position for chairs or things like that, like then stay on the ship on one of your port days if it's somewhere that you're not super excited about. Um, so, and that was definitely our experience. We had a great time. It was fine. Um, but then when the second day rolled around for Grand Cayman, we did not get off the ship because it was a tender port and it just felt like a lot of extra work. And we've been there before and there wasn't anything that really stood out that we wanted to do. So then we had kind of that, a second day of that really quiet ship and one would have been enough. Um, so I really think in Cozumel, in hindsight, I would do that different and would have booked, booked something um, to get some beach time in. But otherwise, I mean, no regrets. Cozumel was beautiful. It was fine. There was like lots of great shops. Be prepared for to be kind of, you know, not really harassed, but 
trying to be pulled in many different directions by by the shop owners it just is what it is you just you know kind of keep moving forward um but yeah that those were those were our port days they were very low-key and uneventful I don't I don't think that's a mistake though. No, I mean, you did research. Yeah, yeah. You you knew that you didn't really, you know, need to get off and do things. So you weren't missing out on swimming with dolphins or anything like that. No, that was not on our list of things. That's but not that's just not who we are. <laughs> I call it a fail at all. And so right in Cozumel, just walking around there, is it mainly just shops or is there anything else kinda right there to do? It was just shops. It was just shops, tons of them. And they were similar, right? Like you had a souvenir shop. Then next to that was a pharmacy. Then next to that was jewelry. And then next to that was um, some sort of like food or candy. And then it just would repeat itself again. So yeah. And the shop owners are all like, obviously they're competing for your business and it's very apparent. Oh, and the ladies who want to give you um, lotions and potions and make you look younger. They were those, they were the most aggressive of all of the people. So of youth is there, right? The Mayans had that one site you pilgrimed to we went to it last time some believed no i don't know yeah. stuff up now at some point yeah maybe maybe it is what makes you younger we'll find out maybe i maybe i made colossal mistakes and should have went into their like whatever they had going on in there but here what? i am still looking another year older <laughs> <laughs> well you had lots of time on the ship those two days um what did you do what were your favorite things to do on the ship so we are, um, we found out that we are like cheesy cruise ship activities people. This is our jam. We are all about some trivia. We are all about some game shows. We are all about all of that like stuff that I'm sure a lot of people probably roll their eyes at. And I am like, give me all the trivia. Give me, give me chances to win and flex my brain and show how smart I am. We won at Tribond. We won at 90s music. Like name that tune and name the artist, name the year it was released. Like I am still riding the high of winning yeah. um, game show and trivia things on cruise ships. <laughs> we like nice. trivia. So I understand. I'm just not good at anything but Disney. So I'm only yeah. good at Disney. You're really good at Disney Cruise Line trivia. I'm really That's bad. I'm really bad at Royal Caribbean trivia. I've tried it before. Like, and Celebrity might have been the worst. Yeah. That's because the music they were referencing in the pop, like on Celebrity, was like the 60s and 70s. And we were not in the wheelhouse. I don't compared think I could have done 90s. I don't think I could have done no, 90s either. So the year oh, those it, you are know, my prime years. <laughs> I could have done 80s. My parents kept the 80s going even when I was in high school. So, yeah, which was not in the 80s. What? No. So anyway. Um, what about rock climbing walls, pools, we, water slides? I already talked about Did that. We? Yeah. And so the so, bells and whistles, not on the ship. Oh. Yeah. There was a rock climbing wall. I I don't care about stuff like that. Like we went and sought it out and saw what it looked like. Um, their kids area has a water slide, um, but not in the adult area. Um, and the main pool was fine. I was surprised and must have forgotten how deep those are. Um, 
And so if you jump in that pool, like you're, if you're not like six foot tall, you're um, waiting the whole time. You're not touching the bottom of that. Um, it's, it's exercise. It's exercise. Yes. I know. Right. Um, fruit earlier as a dessert and now exercise. Um, that's not who I am. It's not, <laughs> it's not. Um, and then um, there, the solarium pool is, um, an adults only area. Um, and both of those had hot tubs. Like they were, you know, they were fine. Um, lots of seating. There wasn't, we never had a, a problem ever finding seating around the pool, even on the, sh the, the at sea days, there was no issues. So no problems with that. Did you spend lots of time in the solarium? No, it's too hot. Okay. Just making sure. It's too you hot. Lauren, they... Lauren, Lauren loved the solarium. Opposite. So this is great. If you're listening to this episode, you need to go back a few episodes and listen to Lauren's Royal review because it couldn't be more polar opposite. <laughs> this about, is testimony. Episode. Cruising yeah, yeah. is for everyone. 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 Yeah. It, same cruise line, but very, very different things that were done, experiences. Yeah. So that's. I'm not a solarium person either. So I'll just throw that no, out there in case anybody wondered. This makes sense to us. Um, all the trivia all day long. Did you ever go like learn how to fold towel animals or anything like that? Or if we cut that class because of, you know, the environment? I'm not there yet. I feel like maybe I'll be into towel animals in five more years. Don't don't put me into that category yet. I got a little time to go. That's true. Yeah. I guess I'm not going right now either, am I? No. We, we went when the kids were little. Yeah. And you know, Alden's like, I made a snake. And you know, I was like, Good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing we did do that we would probably not do again is bingo. And I love me some like Catholic church hardcore bingo i love bingo but this bingo is not that this bingo is i laid down a hundred dollars for the two of us and it was over in 35 minutes like no don't fall for the bingo unless you are really really into bingo and you feel like you're gonna be lucky okay go ahead but for a hundred dollars for 35 minutes i would rather dump that into a slot machine yeah awesome yeah, yeah totally all right. What about evening entertainment on board? We loved all of that too. Like in the um, in the main theater, they had something different every single night. They had comedian. They had like a singing impressionist, game shows, um, all all kinds of stuff. Um, and we went, I think, every night um, to whatever the entertainment was, and like loved it. We thought it was great. Um, the other things we did in the evening were we went to the silent disco. That was fun. Um, I had never been to a silent disco before that I can remember. And we had the best time. I'm sure I was probably driving everyone crazy singing at the top of my lungs. And it probably was not a good situation, but that's okay. Um, that's we went to karaoke every night as lurkers, not singers. Um, we went to all of like si sort of the, um, the adult game shows. So they had the quest, they had battle of the sexes, all of that stuff. We just had the best time. We were out late every night doing all of that stuff and loved it. Lurking <laughs> around the ship. That's what I heard. Lurking yeah, around. Don't, not in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent. So overall, how does the Royal experience rank? 
I think it depends on who you are and what it is that you are looking for. So as an adult on an adult only vacation with my husband, Royal Caribbean for us is where it's at. Um, we, this will be our cruises for, you know, the foreseeable future. It fits us. We loved it. We are already trying to figure out when we can plan the next one. So I think we will be probably Royal Caribbean and celebrity people for the foreseeable future. However, I think that if you have kids, you need to look at it a different way. It's Royal Caribbean is a great option if you have kids, if you go on those bigger ships that have a lot more things to offer for families. But overall, I think that Disney Cruise Line is still the best um, value for the money and what you sort of get out of it from a family perspective. So it it really is very different for everybody. For me right now, Royal Caribbean is our top going to be our top choice. But if you would have asked me that question ten years ago, it would have been a very different answer. And it's still it, it. I stick with that Disney Cruise Line is still the the best for overall for families. Awesome. Very thorough answer. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So with with it changing over time, your perspective on it and who is with you. So yeah, yeah. now if you just get them to clean your room twice a day. <laughs> Although know, right? like certain levels and up, they still clean twice a day. I forgot that. Well, you better because they're because paying a lot more sweets and stuff. They're still. Yeah. So I believe it is time, Michelle, for the. Virtual mustard drill. You're supposed to say I, that with me. We this. I, you're leaving me out there. You to, say that and then I'm doing. The virtual yeah. mustard drill. Take it away, Michelle. Okay, Sarah. I have got some um, topics, things to flash by you and you just let us know uh, how you would answer. So what is your favorite cruise line? Royal Caribbean. What's your favorite ship? Whichever one I'm going to be on next. I think there's just so many different options that it's whatever I'm looking forward to. Love that answer. Totally agree. Um, favorite onboard activity? <laughs> um, favorite onboard trivia. We're trivia people now. We need to like just cruise with them. That's yeah. what that's what we need to do. I feel like the four of us together are probably freaking unbeatable. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> that's side kids. Okay. Um, favorite port. St. Thomas. Very nice. Um, favorite shore excursion? A beach day at Megan's Bay. I've never seen a more beautiful beach. We have not been to Megan's Bay. No, our kids were too young for yeah. that excursion when we went. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. No, it's a beach. It's, a beach. it's like literally Disney was going to stop at a beach later yeah. in the cruise. So maybe next time. But maybe. we're going west instead of east. Yeah. So, um, favorite yeah. show on board? Oh, believe on the Disney dream. It just, oh, yeah. oh, it, it makes me feel the same way I feel when I'm watching fireworks on main street USA. Like it's the same emotions. Yeah. Oh, now I'm going to, I might yeah. cry here. Okay. We're going to move on before I cry. <laughs> Favorite cruise you've taken. Um, whichever one was just last, like they're all great for different reasons and they all carry special memories so whichever one is the most fresh in my mind is my favorite of that moment love that um favorite snack on a ship soft serve is there anything else like <laughs> come on <laughs> i mean there's fruit <laughs> there's fruit at night instead of pizza if you want it 
Um, favorite dessert on a ship? I mean, I don't. This this can go so many ways because I'm like a classic dessert person. I do not care about like chocolate. Like, give me like a solid like apple cobbler or like cherry pie. I don't need like um, molten chocolate lava, whatever. Like, just give me something like like grandma would make. Hmm. I like anything with apple. Doug laughs. Yeah. Alex laughs. Alex can't handle he can't cooked, cooked fruit. fruit so He's special. Yeah. We'll see if he listened this long. <laughs> um, favorite drink on a ship? I mean, this is going to sound like a drunk college sorority girl, but it's an amaretto sour. And I drink that at home or on a ship. Like, it's my go-to. I know that probably sounds, like, very uncultured, but it's no, who I am. like vodka and <laughs> juice. That's, that's the pump. <laughs> Maybe it's different in the real Midwest. In Ohio? I don't know. <laughs> Yes, Boone's Farm. I like should have had stock in that company when I was like 21 or maybe a couple years younger. I don't know. <laughs> okay, itineraries you want to do again? Um, definitely want to go back to Jamaica. I love Jamaica. I want to, we did, um, what is it, Duns River Falls where you climb the waterfalls as a kid. Um, and I, I don't know like what the age cutoff is to be able to still do that, but I feel like my mom did it around the age I am now. So I should maybe move quickly if I want to do that again, but that's on my list of stuff to do again. Elle says she's making me do that this summer. So. I am. I did it. I did it maybe seven years ago and there was a lot of elderly people doing it. I'm not quite sure how they did it, but they did. And I worried for their safety, but they did. And I'm going to make the kids and Doug do it this year. Um, um, bucket list cruise you want to take? European River Cruise. And I do not even care which one. I think it just, we have not spent time in Europe. I think it's a great way to see Europe without having to plan, you know, moving between all the countries. It just does it for you. It just seems like the best way. And so that is definitely my bucket list is some sort of European River Cruise. Michelle wouldn't like that at all because she really enjoys when I take her on and off trains with lots of luggage. False. <sighs> False. You love the trains, carrying them to a platform, up a platform, up to the second deck, putting a... Like, I love throwing my luggage at Doug just to heave it his way. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we want to do it. I want to do a European river cruise as well. Yes. Because we did the outside, you know, cruise mm -hmm. cruise, right? Mm -hmm. But like to get into the, We've done the inner med. workings. We've gotten the med tackle. Yeah. Yeah. No. All so. right. And that concludes the... Virtual mustard drill. You didn't say it again, Michelle. That's because you're doing that. Well, we're going to try to do it every week. Okay. We'll get better. I'm not doing that, folks. So Someday, he, she will. He can say the energetic one, and then I will read some questions. Okay. Well, that concludes the show. Sarah, why don't you take a minute and tell everyone where they can find you? Um, you can find me on social media, on Facebook. I am at, um, Sarah Goff, destination specialist with touring plans and on Instagram, Sarah Goff underscore touring plans. And I am Sarah with an H. So make sure you add that H in there or you won't find me. On that note, I have one question because you also have a universal website you just launched. And we're talking about that on our rope drop radio after show, but as Sarah with an H, how do you feel about the Jimmy Fallon pre-show? I mean, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> H is our Sarah. Sarah. 
So if you've never been to Universal, now you have to go and go on Jimmy Fallon. The pre-show, I think, is better than the actual attraction. Yeah. I, Especially if the ragtime gals are out. That is like, I'll just, sure. like, I could stand there for hours and listen to the ragtime gals. Yeah, they're out there singing. It's a good time. So, all right. Awesome. Thank you very much for coming aboard. Twice. And, <clears throat> yeah, hopefully it's only twice. <laughs> and sharing your uh, trip report with us. And if anybody wants to reach out to Sarah, go ahead and do that. Find her on social media. You can find us online at Rope Drop on Deck on almost all the things, but not TikTok. TikTok. We're not TikToking. Sorry. No matter how hard you want us to tick or talk. So thank you very much for listening to another Rope Drop on Deck. Mm-hmm.